This is the Barbecue Central Radio Show, which is recorded live each Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Radio Show is being brought to you by The Barbecue Guru, the original creators of automatic temperature control devices, now offering four different models for you to choose from. Rest easy knowing that The Barbecue Guru is controlling your temperature so you can get on with your life. Visit BBQGuru.com or call 800-288-GURU for more information. And by Fred's Music and Tasty Licks BBQ Supply, your online barbecue and grilling superstore. From cookers to grills, wood chips and chunks, and everything in between, also be sure to try the Tasty Licks barbecue brand of rubs and sauces. Check Fred out online at TastyLicksBBQ.com. And by Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. Located in beautiful Willoughby, Ohio, Stephen DeFranco Jewelers is a family-owned and operated business looking to service the great folks of the barbecue and grilling world. Get free shipping and big discounts by mentioning my name and the term Barbecue Brother. Check out their inventory by visiting stephendefranco.com. And by Butcher Barbecue. With 30 years of experience in retail, wholesale, meat markets, food service, and customer service. Using that experience, everything they do and sell at Butcher's Barbecue comes from real-world knowledge. Check out their award-winning spices, sauces, marinades, and injections by visiting ButcherBBQ.com. Always trust your butcher. And by iGrill. The iGrill is a Bluetooth-enabled cooking thermometer that allows you to monitor the temperature of your food and smoker or grill from up to 200 feet away. Using the free iGrill app for your iPhone, iPad, and Android devices, you can set preferred temperatures, and your smart device will alert you when it's ready. It's perfect for cooking steaks to perfection or low and slow smokers overnight. Head to iGrillInc, that's the letter I, grillinc.com to learn more. And by Barbecuer's Delight Wood Pellets, the barbecue wood pellet choice of competition cooks and backyard hacks just like me. The perfect blend of two-thirds oak and one-third flavor wood gives you that right BTU burn and flavor that you're looking to get all over your meat with smoky goodness. Visit BBQRSDelight.com. And by Arno Smokers, a custom pit builder using innovation and art in each of their cutting-edge offset and vault-style barbecue pits. Located in the heart of Texas near Fort Worth, Granberry has been the home to Arno Smokers since the beginning. Arno Smokers has continued to widen its range using visionary planning both on the design level and the quality of craftsmanship to bring their customers the finest custom pits on the market. Please get in contact with Billy, B-I-L-L-I-E underscore R-O-Smokers at Yahoo.com or Tony at Tony underscore R-O-Smokers at Yahoo.com or visit their main website, R, the letter N, the letter O, R-N-O, Smokers.com. And by Green Mountain Grills. Discover something you're really going to love, cooking with pellets. Green Mountain Grills are widely available across the country. Top-of-the-line manufacturing, but not the highest in price. Visit GreenMountainGrills.com to get started on your pellet adventure today. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea.
All right, good evening, and welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling, broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio, rapidly becoming known as the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on the show tonight. Is my internet down? What is going on? Uh, if you want to get in touch with the show tonight, you can do it one of two ways. It's a toll-free call, 877 You can also email the show if you want to, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Everything else you want to know about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. Just that easy. All right. I got an extra mic. Oh, all right. That's what is going on. I got an extra mic open somewhere. I can't figure out where the hell it's open at. Damn it. Nevertheless, happy to have you. Great show lined up for this evening. In case you uh, didn't jump in on the newsletter tonight, uh, obviously it looks like there might be something wrong with the chat room as well because it's not refreshing for me. Uh, maybe I will just go ahead and refresh it uh, just because. Coming up in about 13 minutes from now, here we go. Uh, coming up in about 13 minutes from now, uh, we're going to be joined by a first-time guest and a second-time guest of the show. Uh, Barry Martin and Larry Gain join me. Welcome to the cookout, Barry Martin and Embers and Flame, Larry Gain. Also, you would recall Larry if you are a uh, follower of the social medias and so forth. Larry was the uh, the founder, creator of a Barbecue Grail, Barbecue Grail... Um, Larry also credited with the uh, Moink Ball creation. Meatball wrapped in bacon, Moink, part poink, part poink, part pork, part meat, Moink. Meat, mm, pork, oink, poink, Moink, right. We're going to talk to them on a couple of different hot topics tonight. Very excited to uh, A, meet Barry, followed him for uh, probably a number of years now. I did some work with uh, Charbroil and... He's a published author, all that great stuff, and then uh, you know, catching up with Larry as well, talking about a few different things. So we'll, uh, we'll actually probably have them around uh, two segments. Then we'll move into the second hour. Ten fourteen, a regular contributor to this show, a overall good guy, a guy who has won more Emmys than anybody I know. Sam Zion, Sam the Cooking Guy, joins me, and then to help me close out the show in fine and spectacular fashion, a monthly contributor to the show. Creator of the Grill Girl blog, Robin Lindahl is joining us. Got a bunch of topics to talk with her about as well. So, jam-packed show. Load in as you would normally. Uh, blast off an email if you could right now. Make a social media post, whether it be through Facebook or Twitter, or whatever. Let everybody know you're watching the show right now or that you're listening to the show. Not everybody watches it. You get it on your smartphone. You get it on your Internet Protocol radio, however you're getting it couple different websites to check out if you want to spread the love. Uh, Video-wise, can be found on the computer at OutdoorCookingChannel.com. You can also find it on Roku if you have a Roku device at home. Go to the Outdoor Cooking Channel app, download that on the Roku, and then click the live stream right there. It says Watch Now. It's the very first uh, square in the application. I'm the second square, although I think it highlights to that automatically. Uh, go one over to the left. So watch now. You can watch this show or whatever is queued up for the live stream uh, right there on Roku. Uh, if you stream it through your smartphone device, just like the audio style, I certainly appreciate that as well. Tune in Radio is the place you want to go for that. Tune in, T-U-N-E-I-N, and then search BBQ Central. That should be all you need to do. 
and you're off and running, save it as a favorite so you don't ever forget it again. All right, I want to give a, a quick shout of thanks to Jesse Black and the gang over at uh, ThermoWorks. You know them, they make uh, the ThermoPen. Uh, ThermoPen right here. I'm going to show you that here in a second. Uh, but I also got the Chef Alarm. We talked about the Chef Alarm with Jesse a couple weeks back. So first of all, get this uh, handy carrying case. And inside, look at this. You got the uh, Chef Alarm. Mine is bright orange. And then on this side here, I got uh, actually two temperature probes. Uh, one looks more like your standard uh, pit temperature probe. It's got that uh, traditional like stainless cabling on it. But then it also came with a um, Pro Series high temperature probe and cable that will withstand the high steam of an oven environment. The cable also withstands higher temperatures than consumer-grade oven probes up to 700 degrees. Uh, it also has a uh, hook to put it on a grill grate or however you're going to use it. Again, so uh, two probes there. But then if you slide this out, uh, right in the back, you can see now it's on. Uh, it does have a uh, backlight feature. So you can see now it's on, now it's off. Uh, it has a timer. So if you just click it from start, you see it's going to start. Uh, well, I already had a time set there. So it's, uh, you can see it's starting to count down from 10 minutes. And then you can uh, certainly uh, clear that out as well. If you go, uh, if we clear out the, oh, hold on, clear out the timer. And now if you hit start, you'll see it's going to start to count up. See, there it goes, counting up. Two, it's flashing, three, four, five. Uh, it's got low temperature setting, uh, high alarm setting, low alarm setting. So if you reach those particular thresholds of uh, temperature, um, you know, sometimes you've got to catch something on the way down. So uh, this actually allows you to set a temperature on the way down. A lot of uh, things don't allow you to do that. Uh, and then it's got a very loud and adjustable alarm as well. It's got two really high-powered magnets right there on the back. And then when you're done with it, it's got an on-off switch right there. So you hold it down, and then poof, there it goes. It's off. Tuck it right back into the handy-dandy carrying case. Zip it back up, put it somewhere where you won't forget it. Then you're all set to go. Now, the other thing I wanted to show you, this is, yes, a thermopen, but it is a backlit thermopen. I'm going to show you exactly what that means, so bear with me here. Uh, no, you, I didn't lose anything. We're uh, going into the dark. Let me switch on my uh, wireless microphone here <sighs> and make sure that I can see what I am doing. Projector number one. All right. Now, how many times have you been out on the deck? It's the middle of the night. You're going to go temp some meat, and you want to make sure that the temperature is where you need it at. But unfortunately, with the standard style thermopen, you can't see. You've got to bring out a flashlight. You got The backlit thermopen fixes all of that. Like right now, I have the thermopen right in front of the camera. This is how you would normally see your temperature outside in the dark. You can't see it very well right now. We eject the uh, thermocouple here, and then boom. Now take a look. 78 degrees or you know whatever it is. I can't see what it says. Let me take a look. Uh, yeah, 77 degrees right there. Now let's go ahead. You can see again, now it's uh, closed, regular dark state, backlit, open, boom, right there. Doesn't get any easier, doesn't get any better than that. Now you can sit there, take all the temperature probes you want. Plus it's smart. What, is, uh, what does smart mean? Watch this. You can see here, now we turn on the light, and uh, 
Hold on. The, uh, the light will not come on. It's a smart light. Now the backlight is not on. We'll go ahead and turn this back off. Now the light is kicked back on again. So you can see, not only is it very convenient to have this light, we're going to make our way back over to the console of excellence. Uh, not only is it a great feature to have uh, in the uh, sense that you're going to be able to actually see what you're doing from now on, uh, but you're also going to be able to conserve that uh, battery otherwise. Because it just, you know, every time you take the probe out, it doesn't just stay on backlit mode. It's smart technology. So uh, once again, you can see we're in the dark, or we're in the light here right now. We're back at the table. You can see it. Uh, but the backlight is not on. Once, once There's obviously a sensor in there, and once it reaches a th certain threshold, then bang, the light comes on. Especially, again, especially in the dark, I can't tell you how many times I, in the middle of the night or you know, very early in the morning when it's a little bit dark out and I got the thermopen and I have to bring an additional light out with the old style in order to make sure that I can see uh, what temperature I'm at. With the backlit, again, that's, it takes care of all of that. Thermoworks.com, that's thermoworks.com. Check it out. Pick up. One or both. Uh, plus, they also have just the regular, like, loud-ass alarm. Uh, that's not exactly what it's called. Um, Jesse would probably have the proper name for that. Uh, but the Chef Alarm is great, uh, especially if you're looking for more of a high-powered uh, oven-style thermometer. Uh, you can use that uh, to cook turkeys, roasts, you know, whatever, and then you can transition it right outside of the smoke. It's great. Thanks again to Jesse Black and the great folks over at ThermoWorks for those products. I will use them with reckless abandon. Well, not reckless. Don't forget, some point tonight, cheese or font to win a pit barrel cooker. Last week it was Don G. This week it could be you if you're listening live and you're ready to pay attention. Keep that contest phone number handy, 877-448-0433. Folks, Arno Smoker is a custom pit builder. Combining innovation and art in each of their cutting-edge offset and vault-style barbecue pits. Located in the heart of Texas, Near Fort Worth, Granbury has been home to Arno Smokers since the beginning. Arno Smokers has continued to widen its range using visionary planning, both on the design level and the quality of their craftsmanship to bring their customers the finest custom pits on the market today. If you've been looking for a custom pit without the hefty price tag and, not more importantly, but kind of in that similar fashion, the long lead, the long wait times that some of those other manufacturers have on the market, make this your first choice to actually actively take a look at. I think you're going to be happy that you did. Mention you heard about Arno Smokers right here on the Barbecue Central Show. You can receive an additional discount off the already low price. For more information, follow the link to the Facebook page, which continues to be found on the Barbecue Central Show website. Click on that logo at the bottom right, or you can visit the sponsor page on my website or the links page on my website. That will get you to their Facebook page. Conversely, or in conjunction to that, you can get a hold of Billy Overton or Tony Belay, respectively, at these email addresses. Pay attention. Billy Overton's email address, B-I-L-L-I-E, Billy, underscore, R-O, smokers, at yahoo.com, or Tony, T-O-N-Y, underscore, R-O, smokers, at yahoo.com. Now, just like here on this show, we give away some stuff during uh, the course of each show. Don't forget to check out R.O. Smoker's Facebook page. They are regularly doing weekly drawings for giveaways from their barbecue partners as well. You can't lose. You can't lose on any side of the coin. R.O. Smoker's 
proud sponsor of this show. Proud to have them. Visit their Facebook page, which can be found uh, through my website, Barbecue Central Show website. Click on the logo, go to the sponsors page, go to links page, you name it, and uh, they'll get you up and running. Help you get a quote, customize a pit if that's what you're looking for. Are no smokers. Uh, we're back with Barry Martin and Larry Gain, Barbecue Grail slash Embers and Flame, and welcome to the cookout. Straight away, stick around. Be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. We are back, 877-448-0433, Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com if you want to jump in tonight. All right, where am I here? My first two guests tonight are here to help break some myths, give their takes on the hot topics of the day in the barbecue and grilling world. One is a returning guest to the show, the other a first-timer. Let's head on over to the proverbial hotline and welcome in Barry Martin and Larry Gain to the show. Okay, look, both of these guys have some video going. Larry and Barry, how are you guys? Thanks for joining me tonight. Barry, are you doing fine? Larry Larry always speaks for me. I'm well, thank you. Great. Uh, all right, so Larry, I just want to confirm no video for you, but Barry said you said Barry would show up in his underwear. He has a sweater, glasses. He's well-dressed. What are you talking about, Larry? Well, um, Barry is a unique individual, right. and he likes, to, uh, he likes to write comfortably. And so oftentimes he just finds himself in the middle of the night writing in whatever he's wearing. At least that's what I've heard. Hey. Well, uh, uh, would you like to confirm or deny that myth, Barry, right off the bat? Um, all I'll say right now is that I'm naked under my clothes. Hey. And, you know, and Porky, other than that, I got, I got nothing on this topic. Where, where I come from, Barry, we call that Porky Pig Barbecue, and I know Larry can back me up on that. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, guys, so I uh, appreciate you making time here for the show. Um, if we could, before we get into some of these hot topics that I had mentioned, uh, Barry, maybe a little background about you for the folks that might not be as familiar uh, with your background and what you've been into. Well, I think the last 10 years I've been a, a spokesperson for a national grilling company and managed their online forums and their newsletters and their social media and wrote cookbooks and made appearances and stuff on their behalf. I kind of backed into that. I got into it on, uh, purposefully just to help people learn how to cook. Uh, it, we've all been somewhere, somebody's backyard, an uncle, a friend, a next door neighbor. And, uh, you got that chicken that was burnt to the, just everything on the outside and raw in the center or the steak that was overcooked or the hand, whatever we've all been there. And my whole goal was just, to, that's why I got involved in it. And it turned into a little bit more than that. I'm grateful for it. 
but uh, at the end of this year, uh, I'll be free to uh, speak my mind a little more <laughs> openly about the products that I really endorse and uh, the the kinds of things that I like to do and, and work with. And that's how I got hooked up with old Larry there. And is the main website that you are into right now, uh, Welcome to the Cookout? Welcome to the Cookout is a brand we've created. Its, its purpose is to engage uh, people who are backyard grillers, who are not really competent, let's just be honest, who really don't quite know what to do, who make those mistakes. And we're, we're, our goal is just to help them have a better experience. And once they get some of those basic skills and understanding of their particular cooker, then we turn it over to guys like, uh, like Larry and the, the, the experts who can help them get to whatever next level they want to go to. Gotcha. Larry, uh, maybe a little uh, background about yourself. Sure. Well, I really started writing the, uh, the Barbecue Grail blog about seven years ago, and it has trans, trans, uh, transformed into um, Embers and Flame this uh, past year. And it's really just a site designed to help people um, learn about outdoor cooking. A variety of different ways. I'm trying. I'm slowly trans, um, really transforming into more of a feature article type of um, approach, as opposed to just recipes and and how tos. Um, and so there'll be more interviews with people. I do a lot of cookbook reviews and and different types of things. Just trying to expand um, on the brand, I guess, for lack of a better term. Are there things, Larry, that you prefer not to cover, or are you pretty much open to all comers at this point? Yeah, I, you know what, I'm, I am getting away from doing as many um, reviews of products. Um, I've never really been a one that that writes negative reviews about anything. If I if I don't like something, I just um, write the person and tell them why I don't, you know, barbecue is so subjective. It's kind of like, who am I to stomp on someone's dream of having a sauce? You know what? So a lot of people have probably told them they loved it, that that's great. So, but I really want to do more products. Um, as far as hardware, I guess you could say. I'm pretty excited. I got this giant spatula coming from a guy in Kansas City that supposedly you can turn an entire pork butt over with. And so I'm looking forward to stuff like that. Why would you possibly need to flip over a pork butt? <laughs> I have no idea at all. I mean, if we're going to tell but somebody they're... Should they're, I want to... Hey, I'm going to be able to. If you don't want to tell somebody that their sauce sucks, how are you going to tell somebody that a pork butt spatula might be the most ridiculous thing ever on the face of the earth? Well, I'm going to wait and see what it is. But uh, maybe, you know, maybe if I can just <laughs> flip over a giant hamburger, yeah. then then I'm good, you know. Absolutely. But I'm waiting to see. Larry Gain and Barry Martin joining me here on the show. Welcome to the cookout Dot com is Barry's website. Larry Gain is uh, embersandflame.com, formerly of uh, Barbecue Grail. All right, uh, so let me start with you here, Barry, on this one. And you kind of touched on this a little bit when we were kind of outlining some ideas and concepts to talk about tonight. And one of those things was grill snobbery. And I said, and I made no bones about it, I might fall into the snob part of the grill 
aspect of things. What do you mean when you talk about grill snobbery and, and maybe overcoming that aspect? Well, uh, you know, I think anytime you, you get a group of people who really get into a subject, I don't care what it is, tennis, golf, baseball, football, hunting, you know, there's a, a hierarchy begins to evolve. And if you don't have this or you don't have that or, gee, you should do this, um, we, you know, this kind of thermometer or that kind of uh, controller or use this kind of whatever, um, you're just you're just not there. And, and I think companies, having been spent 25 years in ad agencies, marketing products, we, of course, know how to exploit that and leverage that. You're not good enough unless you have that product. But the reverse of that is, you know, I've seen some pretty amazing food cooked by people who have some skill sets on stuff that doesn't look like it should be a grill or a cooker. And uh, I, I, in golf, what do they call it? The 30-day rule, you buy a new club, you spend a ton of money for it, and, you, and of course you play better. Uh, but uh, what I see over and over again is – these exorbitant costs uh, for products uh, that really aren't a whole lot better uh, than, you know, than the basic stuff that a guy can put together in his backyard. I mean, Larry and I both joked with each other that we've set up bricks and grates and cooked over coals right on the ground, and that does a pretty dang good job. So anything much more than that uh, gets fancy. Now, I'm not bad-mouthing really well-designed products that absolutely deserve to, to get the money they charge for them because they're well-made and, and, and they're going to do a whole bunch of stuff. But I'm just saying uh, the group that I work with that I hope to help are the guys who go in and the, the families who go in and they, they spend no more than 100 bucks on a gasser or maybe 60 70 bucks or less, 30 bucks. On a charcoal grill, I, that's the largest segment of the population, and those are the folks I want to help cook good burgers and good steaks and good chicken. Larry, do you have a take on the, the snobbery aspect of buying grills and so forth? Well, you know, Barry, Barry takes it from, from that point of view, and I think my, my point of view is probably slightly different. And what really <laughs> illustrates it is it's not too long ago – I had an opportunity to interview a fairly famous, at least on the barbecue circuit, individual who proceeded during the course of the interview to basically insult everything, every way I did something. Um, you personally? You know, well, well, because everything, a lot of the ways I do things, he said, were the wrong way to do it. Now, I think I turn out pretty good food. Uh, people are happy. And so for him to say I did it, I'm doing it wrong is is kind of counter to the whole philosophy or the whole lifestyle or attitude of barbecue, which is let's gather around the flame. Let's enjoy each other's company along with some good food. And when we start to take that attitude of, well, the only way to do something is this way, is a particular way, we start to, to tear that whole attitude and philosophy apart. So what I'm hoping 
is that as barbecue becomes more and more popular, that we can get away from arguing about whether cooking something on a grill is barbecuing and whether, you know, this whole low and slow, if you, you have to use oak, you have to use hickory, it has to be this way, it has to be that way, we can't foil, you know, all of those things and just enjoy it for what it is. Good food. All right, so you've brought up a, an interesting second subject here. We'll get into that here in just a moment. But let me just kind of tie up that first debate pretty quickly, and it's this. You know, where I potentially see myself in grill snobbery is, you know, it's not how you're describing what's barbecue or what's grilling or if you're using foil or not. You know, for the guy that is buying that $100 gasser that Barry was talking about from a, a Lowe's or a Target or whatever, you know, my concern, or I guess where my perceived snobbery is, if he uses it even a little bit, there's a good chance he might be buying one in a year or two years. If he doesn't cover it, if he just leaves it out, it's not work, It's not going to be as well made to withstand the rigors of environmental changes, what have you. So he might be spending another $100 in a year or two years, where if you spend $600 on, you know, no names please, nice grill, you're going to get a little bit more time. You're going to get a better cooking experience. Snobbery, maybe, but having a little bit more experience in this industry, sometimes spending a little up front gets you a little bit more on the backside of things. I, I agree with, with both of you because we've all got plenty of time cooking. You know, and so we know that we want to get this particular cooker because we know those knobs aren't going to melt and come off. And we know those grates are going to hold up for a couple of years. And we could get into brand names and all that. And I will probably all be in sync on that. I'm really in sync with Larry. And I think that applies to, um, to, to, that, to that guy, to that family, that they might desire that better grill but they can't afford it. Mm -hmm. And so that hundred bucks spent or that under a hundred bucks spent is what they got. And so my, my hope is that I'll be able to help them get the most out of it. They possibly can. I mean, Greg, I'd hazard a guess that you and Larry and a half a dozen people we know could walk up to a piece of rust with one little bad burner in it and figure out how to make something on it. But the average backyard person doesn't. So we're just trying to, I'm just trying to focus on them, engage them, find out what they're cooking on, and help them do a little bit better job. Then they'll get the bug, and then they'll go buy something, save their money, and buy something else. And before you know it, they'll be asking us to review their sauces. Uh, Barry, do you have a take on barbecue and grilling and what's what and the staunchness of some thinking that barbecue is this way, this way, and this way, and Grilling is two different – The well, let me simplify it. Barbecue and grilling, two different cooking methods. Do you subscribe well, to that anymore? Of course, technically, you know, grilling is over high heat and barbecue is indirect heat. And generally speaking, there's wood involved with barbecue and not necessarily in grilling. Um, uh, heat is heat, and whether it's convection, conduction, or radiation – Radiant heat, that's what you're using, whether you're indoors, outdoors. And when you add smoke to it, you're going to get some smoke flavor, etc. cetera. Uh, you know, the rule of thumb we always had on my forums were simply, um, as long as it's food safe, uh, however you cooked it, if your family likes it, that's the right way to do it. Um, 
and I just don't get that worried about it. We're, with my audience, when you get into people who want to become, you know, more of an aficionado, they want to follow a path and do things according to a certain technique or a certain style, that's fine. But in the end, does it taste good? Okay, let's eat it. Uh, Larry, did you or did you have any further expounds on the, the barbecue and grilling debate? Um. You know what? I don't make a differentiation between the two. The only probably the only line I really draw anymore is is don't turn on the crock pot, throw barbecue sauce in it, and call it barbecue. Amen. <laughs> I'm Say it again. Draw the line there. Absolutely. Uh, I, I would I would potentially be called hypocritical because for years I was uh, staunchly grilling is one way of cooking, barbecue is another. But then I had a chat with Adam Perry Lang a couple weeks ago, and he used the term. Uh, live fire cooking. I mean, it's not the first time I've ever heard it, but I guess that was the first time that it kind of dawned on me to, you know, just drop the shenanigans of trying to dissect it all. And uh, yeah. what we can all agree, whether it's liquid propane, whether it's natural gas, whether it's charcoal or wood, it's fire. It's a live fire. It can burn everybody up and kill everybody. And that's live fire. And that's what we're using in some form or fashion. So to me, that's how it's going to be uh, founded or you know, however you want to call it, uh, it, at least in my book, it's live fire cooking. Yeah. You know, you know, Greg, uh, that you mentioned, you mentioned Adam, I fortunately had the chance to be able, I think, to call him a friend. And it was a lot of conversations with him that really started changing my point of view. You know, he calls grilling Yankee barbecue. And I, I think that's really that attitude um, is really what started to change my point of view. All right, guys. So I uh, can't believe how quickly the segment has uh, evaporated through us here, almost through uh, 17 minutes, just like that. If I could briefly touch on uh, kind of a new hot subject uh, last week, the Barbecue Hall of Fame for 2013 was announced. You have Myron Mixon going in, George Stevens, obviously, of Weber, and Adam Perry Lang. Uh, Barry, if I could get your take on who's getting inducted and if you have any issues with anybody going in this year. I have absolutely no issues, and I promised that I would defer all comments on that to my esteemed friend and colleague, Larry Gann. You can use those words together? <laughs> Larry, uh, your take on the 2013 Barbecue Hall of Fame class? You know, looking at this year's and last year's the first one, I really have no no real complaints about it. My my only concern is is I'd like to see a diff another category because I think that category that Myron and um, Johnny Trigg last year were inducted into is going to turn into strictly a competition type category for the Hall of Fame. And there are so many famous barbecue pit masters that deserve to be recognized. So maybe a veterans kind of category would be nice. I mean, we need to honor someone like Walter Jatton, who basically, you know, LBJ's pit master, who for all intent and purpose invented um, Texas barbecue, you know, or made it popular. Or the guy that did the first 50-gallon drum smoker. Not an ugly drum smoker, but the old school one. So there's lots of people out there. Does Myron deserve it? You bet. I don't think anybody in recent years has done more to promote barbecue than Myron has. And I can't disagree with Adam Perry Lang 
at all. And how do you argue with Weber? I don't think you can argue with Weber. Great for the business uh, entry. Uh, I don't have any problem with Meyer Mixon going in. I do tend to agree with you, Larry, on making sure that if we're going to call it a pitmaster category, that we don't exclude or that we don't overlook people that aren't in competition. I absolutely agree with that. The category that I have a problem with, I had a problem with it last year, I have a problem with it this year, and it's not necessarily with the people, but it's necessarily with the people, is this uh, celebrity category. So here's what you have. Last year you have Guy Fieri. Uh, I will make no bones about the fact that I think he is absolutely unqualified to be in a barbecue Hall of Fame. Uh, does he compete on Plus barbecue? Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't want to hear anything about the Motley Q crew bullcrap. I mean, he's not out there cooking with those guys on the circuit weekend in, weekend out. I mean, it's just a proven fact. But, but, celebrity, yes. If I walk down the street with Guy Fieri, 10 out of 10 are going to know him. Nobody out of 10 are going to know me. And unfortunately, probably 0 out of 10 are going to know who Adam Perry Lang is this year. And he's in as the celebrity category. That Good needs point. that needs to be rectified, but I don't know how to fix that. Do you guys have any uh, take, Barry? Do you have a suggestion on that? Well, you make you know you make a really good point. Who's getting the most FaceTime on media? You know, uh, is is where you get attention. So whether they're using somebody as bait to bring more people to the to to the world of barbecue, I guess that's okay. But I, I'm kind of with Larry on this. I think. Uh, uh, celebrating the the roots and the traditions and and the guys and and the women too who are you know shoulder to shoulder in the heat every day. Uh, I just I have tremendous respect for people who don't compete, but man, they cook some great barbecue. You know, I, I you know you could anybody in any part of the country could probably pick out somebody who's been cooking, uh, you know, whole pig or they've been cooking, you know, steer cattle, whatever for a long time and they just that's what they do and that's good stuff and maybe there's a way to recognize that i don't know larry's suggestion on the the uh, celebrity category well first of all you know the category is celebrity slash humanitarian and i you know what i i oh, would I suggest larry larry's upset that he wasn't nominated. i think I, we've deal. uncovered it we've uncovered it no yeah. that's not it not it at all it's the, the um, hairpiece like yeah <laughs> Huh. All right. Where was I? All right. So, you know, Adam Perry Lang, uh, you know what? I, I'll defend that choice um, more than I would ever possibly defend um, last year's. And and that, as an example, it lets, I looked at Adam being inducted from the humanitarian standpoint. He just spent six weeks cooking barbecue in Sacramento on the back lot of, of – of Jimmy Kimmel's show to benefit a variety of homeless and food banks and things in the Los Angeles area. Most people don't know that. And I think that's the true, the, the, the true idea of what a humanitarian is. Um, yeah. Are we just going to, are they just going to go out and pick people for the sake of, of getting, getting publicity they probably are right nobody probably got them more publicity than guy being being inducted last year like maybe it's a fact of life um but you're right i i agree with you completely greg 
All right, so I think there needs to be some things ironed out with that particular category, but things we don't need to iron out are the fact that we're going to have uh, Barry Martin and Larry Gaines perhaps back in a panel-style uh, panel discussion sooner than later. Uh, guys, even better than expected, you can find Barry Martin. Welcome to the cookout.com. Of course, Larry Gain can be found at embersandflame.com. Guys, really appreciate the time tonight. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Greg. You got it. There they are, uh, Larry Gain and Barry Martin from uh, Welcome to the Cookout. That's uh, Barry Martin's website. And Larry Gain from the uh, what was the Barbecue Grail, uh, now Embers and Flame. Excellent. Something needs to be done with that category. I agree. Uh, John Dawson said six weeks does not a humanitarian make. I mean, if we're going to do humanitarian, Stan Hayes and Jeff Stiff from Operation Barbecue Relief should be immediately inducted into the Hall of Fame. Who's done more? humanitarian work in barbecue than them. Nobody. Nobody. All right, gang, here we go. If you're like me, you're always trying to think of ways to step up that barbecue and grilling game. Let me tell you what to add to the arsenal. I'm taking the notes away. This is going right from the heart. First, hit the website, butcherbarbecue.com. Dave Bosco, Butcher Barbecue, longtime sponsor of this show. Can't put into words how much I appreciate the support, his support of this show. Let me talk to you about chicken. You know, what do we know about chicken in its uh, greater form as you're cooking it? You know, it's tasty. It's kind of a blank canvas. You could really assault it with different flavor profiles to see, you know, what might work for you and the family or what might work for the judges. One thing you really have to control in order yourself to either get praise from the neighbors or get the great scores from the judges is retain moisture. There's no other product on the market right now that is going to help you retain moisture in your chicken, in your birds, than the succulent bird booster. That's right. You go over to butcherbbq.com, and then go right to the bird booster. Go to injections, I believe. It's under the injections portion because you're going to inject it. You know, if you brine a bird, and I talked about it with Dave here on the show a month or two months ago, whatever it was, you know, you're getting 7% retention for 24-hour whatever it was. When you use the bird booster injection, you're cranking it up times three. You're retaining 21% moisture. I mean, are you freaking kidding me? I can't, but why would you forego the extra moisture content yield in your poultry, skip away without using bird booster, and just sticking it in brine like people have been doing for the last 30 years? You know, things evolve. Things change. Things are even better. You can even combine two flavors to get what you want, chipotle herb, Honey herb, original honey, it doesn't matter. Make those changes, but try the bird. I'm, I'm asking you as a friend. Try the bird booster, and then you tell me if I'm wrong. Actually, tell Dave he's wrong first, then you come and tell me. Because if he doesn't beat you up, I'll knock you up. Proof is in the pudding, scientifically proof. ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. We're going to uh, give away the last pack of the Daigle family sauce and rub. Then tell all your friends and neighbors it's time to win a pit barrel cooker after that. Cheese and font coming up. Stick around. Be right back. stuff away people give us stuff on the show to give away at no money for you that's why it's free 
Send an email on its way when I tell you to. That's why we give stuff away. All right, this is the last pack of the Daigle Family Company sauce. It's uh, their website, CajunSweetAndSourSauce.com. CajunSweetAndSourSauce.com. From what I understand, the sauce is knuckle-licking good as well. I'm going to try a whole bunch of those sauces this coming weekend. Uh, You will get one each of their sweet and sour original sauce, pecan garlic sauce, applewood jalapeno, sweet and sour spicy, and... Their sauce with the most heat, Sweet Habanero. You also get a can of their Cajun Grillin' Blend Barbecue. Wow. CajunSweetAndSourSauce.com. You send me an email in the subject line. It says, Barry, the Barry and Larry Show. The Barry and Larry Show. Thanks to Ted Daigle and Daigle Family Company for uh, the four-week giveaway that ends uh, right here. The subject line, the Larry and Barry Show, ladies. Hey, time to have a Larry Barry, ladies and uh, Good luck. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Big B, Moonshine Band, Suburban Noise Records. Let's go! I'm an outlaw. Give me two shots. We don't need a radio. Bring a jukebox for my outlaws. Bring me three shots. We can raise hell before the speed stops. I'm a whiskey drinking SOB. If you don't like that, then you won't like me. I'm an outlaw. Right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is me, El Smokebo, here to tell you that it's your chance to win a pit barrel cooker. That's right, El Smokebo, on the EIB network. That's right, the excellence in barbecue. I am your host and teacher, of course, on the advanced studies of conservative barbecue at the Chicken Wing Barbecue University. Lsmokebow.com if you want to uh, check me out, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Lsmokebow. All right, your chance to win. We're going to be playing Cheese or Font tonight. Let me get the right music up here. Don't want to be messing around. All right, here we go. We got people lined up already. Here we go. All right, who's this? Hey, this is Shan from Missouri. You said uh, Shan? This is Shan. Shan. Shan, last name? Glenn. Shan Glenn. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. What's it going? Boyle Central Life, Shan Glenn. Uh, Shan, we're going to be playing a game tonight. It's called Cheese or Font for your chance to win a pit barrel cooker. Uh, So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you some names. You have to guess pretty much immediately if it's a cheese or if it's a font. And if you get two correct in a row, you get to win a free $300 pit barrel cooker. Are you okay with that? I'm okay with that. All right, Shane. Are you ready to play cheese or font? 
All right, question number one. Fenwick, cheese or font? Fenwick is a font. That's absolutely correct. Fenwick is a font. This guy must know his type. All right, uh, Shand, uh, two in a row. So if you get this one right, you win the pit barrel cooker right off the bat. Here it is. I'm, I'm ready. Let's try it. Come here we, on. here we go. Cavoon, cheese or font? Cavoon is a cheese. Oh no! We suck no. again. Cavoon is not a cheese. It is indeed a font. All of these were well played and established. Who we got on the line here? Hello, who do we got on the line? Sir, got to pay attention. If I come to you, if I say hello, who's this? You're on. All right, who we got on the line here? Uh, it's David from Warren, New Jersey. David, how are you, buddy? I'm great. All right. Uh, David, we're going to play cheese or font. Are you ready? Yes. All right, here we go. First question. Ferrore, cheese or font? Cheese. Ferrore, not a cheese. Sorry. Don't worry. We still got callers coming in. Uh, let's see. All right. Who do we got on the line here? Sylvie. Who is this? Sylvie. Kathy? Sylvie. Sylvie Curry. All right. Are you ready to play cheese or font? I'm ready. All right. Here we go. First question. Pusab. Pusab. Cheese or font? Font. Correct. Pusab is a font. Very good. All right. Question number two for all the marbles. Ristretto. Cheese or font? Cheese. Oh, no. We suck again. Sorry. No. Ristretto is a font. These are very tricky, I know. Very tricky. But this is a $300 grill we're talking about. You just can't think you're going to be winning right off the bat just like that quick. We do have a winner of the uh, Larry and uh, the Barry and Larry show. All right, who's, who do we got on the line here? Jeff Humphrey. You said Jeff? Yes. Jeff, how are you, buddy? Not bad by yourself, Greg. I'm doing absolutely fabulous, Jeff. Thanks for calling in tonight. We're going to play a cheese or font for your chance to win a pit barrel cooker. Are you ready? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, cheese or font, Jeff? Hominous. Cheese or font? Font. That's absolutely correct. Hominous is a font. All right. Uh, cheese or font? And this one is for all the marbles, Jeff. Karen's more. Cheese or font? Cheese. Absolutely right. Karen's more is a cheese. Jeff, you are a winner, buddy. Awesome. All right, so here's what you got to do. 
Uh, first of all, uh, you have to, if you haven't already, and I've made it quite clear, you have to go over to the Pit Barrel Cooker Facebook page and like them. That's part and parcel of the deal. Okay. And then uh, you have okay. to send me in an email, just uh, in the summary line, put uh, Pit Barrel Cooker winner, Pit Barrel okay. Cooker winner, and then send me your mailing address, send me your name, and then send okay. me a phone number. Okay. I will forward that over to Noah Glanville over at uh, Pit Barrel Cooker, and uh, I would say you know it'll probably take about a week to ship out to you, uh, but we'll keep in contact, make sure that everything happens. Uh, but anyway, you are a winner, Jeff. Awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah, you got it. Get that information to me, and uh, we'll get you taken care of. It's Jeff from the 812. Wow, look at that. Patrick thinking he got screwed. Well, let's see how many. One, two, three, four, five. It took five times to get a winner. Wow. All right. We can ditch the Milt Buckner for now. All right. Uh, so that's the second giveaway of the Pit Barrel Cooker. This is a substantial giveaway we're talking about. If you have never seen a uh, Pit Barrel Cooker, let me uh, go ahead and throw it up here. Pit Barrel Cooker. Com. It does kind of look like a uh, a ugly drum style smoker, I suppose. Um, but that's what it looks like. It's a, a thirty gallon drum bear. And let me. That's there's Noah Glanville right there. Look at this guy. Let me uh, scoot through here so everybody can see what this uh, looks like. He's unboxing it. And that's what it's going to look like when it actually uh, shows up to your door. All right, here it goes. Don't forget, for the people that have won it, special attention to the little horseshoe bottom. You know, that's the stand. Don't throw the stand out. Don't put it in the cooker like I did and think it was a uh, a charcoal center piece. That's not right. No, no. Not mine. So this is what it looks like here. 30 gallons. No problem. Looking good. All right. Could be uh, one of the longest videos I've ever seen. Take a look at the photo gallery so you can see what it looks like. Oh, wow. And here's what's unique um, about the uh, pit barrel cooker is, let me see. You hang the meat. You can see, uh, well, there's a dog. Is the dog up going to be cooked next? You hang the meat. Well, you, you don't have to, I guess. But you do have the option of hanging the meat, uh, whether it be ribs or brisket or chicken or whatever. And I don't have any idea how it exactly happens. But I'm telling you, every fiber of your being, especially when you cook you know, a big whole pack of brisket or the slabs of ribs, when you hang it down and you get the tip of those ribs literally inches away from the charcoal, every fiber of your being is going to scream, it's going to burn. I don't know how. It does not burn at all. I don't know how it does must be scientific technology that they use in spaceships and space rockets because I don't understand how it doesn't work or, or how it doesn't burn. Uh, also, you can see right here you do have a cooking grade option as well if you want to do you know, big chops or roasts or you know whatever. Or if you just don't get comfortable hanging meat, uh, pitbarrelcooker.com. It's P-I-T-B-A-R-R-E-L, cooker. Pitbarrelcooker.com is the website. Uh, check it out. And uh, you have one more chance next week to win a Pit Barrel Cooker. We will be playing athlete or porn star. 
I will be doing my due diligence as soon as the show ends tonight to make sure that I have a vast selection of both athletes and and porn stars. Like, I'm sure a big surprise, right? Of course. All right, uh, congratulations to Jeff. Uh, Give me that website again if you're listening, buddy. Uh, I need the shipping info. I need the phone number. I need your name. Those are very important parts in order to make sure that you get your cooker shipped to you post-haste. Again, thanks to Noah Glanville and the folks over at Pit Barrel Cooker for doing that. One more next week. All right, uh, for the Ted Daigle and the Daigle family a Cajun sweet and sour sauce giveaway that goes to none other than Alan Frankel. Alan, please give me an email and in the subject line put a sweet and sour sauce winner, and then I will make sure that I forward that on to Ted, and then he will send you what is re- I. I think we've done, this is the third, this is the fourth one. So we've done three in a row, and I've gotten two of three emails from people saying, wow, I can't believe how much sauce, how much rub, how much product they gave me for a free giveaway. Believe me, you're going to get set up like crazy. You're going to have testing to do all over the place. You're going to be able to try it on a number of different items, proteins, whatever. Crazy. You're going to be very happy, Alan. So uh, send me that. Let me see here. Shand is asking, uh, next chance to win with subject matter I know best, porno. Look at you, Shand. He's he's feeling very confident already. How about that? Love it. Me? Giving away pit barrel cookers. Yeah, me and the cat. We're giving away pit barrel cookers tonight. We are. Me and my pussy. That's right. Very cool. My kitty. All right. That was cheeser fun. Let me get to this picture. We've got a couple minutes left. You know, there's a lot of these uh, rib burns that go on. Uh, they're not uh, sanctioned competitions, you know, that we have come to kind of uh, know and love, the KCBS, the FBA, the uh, Memphis barbecue, things like this. But you get um, the big rib burns that uh, go, you know, in Cleveland, it's all the rage in the summer. Big Cleveland rib burn off. They're all at the fairgrounds and the surrounding areas and whatever. And uh, Stacy, credit Stacy Lawler on this. We call it the succulent racks. How about this? How about this picture? Oh, wait, sorry, that's Larry. That's the Larry and Barry show. Look at this picture. You can see titled all the way up at the top, succulent racks attract... Succulent racks attract record crowds to rib fest. So as you can clearly see in the foreground, there's one, two, three, four, five, seven to eight slabs of ribs, uh, potentially over-sauced, potentially on their way to being burned or over-caramelized because they're over-direct heat. That really gets me skittish. But, man, what are we looking at here? Succulent racks. You have a picture of a lady with a tank top with her boobs hanging out, and they title this thing Succulent Rack. Are you kidding me? Get that big stuff out of here. What are we looking at? I guarantee every man and potentially woman on the face of the earth that got this circular saw succulent racks and immediately went down to the clavage. They weren't looking at the actual racks of ribs that drew record crowds. 
The question is this. What was drawing record crowds to this rib fest? Was it succulent racks or was it the racks on display? I got a guess. I got a guess. Again, got a party going on this weekend. Got a big one planned the next couple weeks. Don't be the schmuck. Don't be the schmuck that is going to get caught up in his own party. Here's what I'm talking about. It's the iGrill. It's going to help you be able to enjoy your party without being a slave to the cooker. By the way, coming up in October, we will be doing a contest for a free iGrill unit, so stay tuned. October next week, next Tuesday, October 1st, believe it or not. Start of a huge competition month. Uh, the iGrill is a Bluetooth-enabled cooking thermometer that pairs with your Apple or Android device using the free iGrill App Pro, which can be downloaded in the iTunes App Store or the Google Play Store, depending on which operating system you have. The Bluetooth range up to 200 feet. So you can monitor your food from practically anywhere in your house. That gives you the free time to do what you want with the assurance that your food is being cooked perfectly. Go watch the game, have a beer, have four, mow the lawn. iGrill's got your food covered. The iGrill has dual probe capability, so you can monitor two different pieces of meat at once. You can also opt for the ambient temperature of your smoker using the grill of your grill using the ambient temperature probe that can be purchased at this website i the letter i grill g-r-i-l-l inc i-n-c igrillinc.com now within the app you can set maximum and minimum temperature settings if your grill gets too hot or cold your smart device will alert you enter promo code central c-n-t-r-a-l central at checkout for 15 percent off everything at iGrillInc.com. That's I, the letter I, Grill, the word, I-N-C, Inc., iGrillInc.com. Don't forget, they also offer free shipping on all orders over 50 bucks. So if you buy an iGrill, it ships for free. You don't have to pay extra for shipping. The free iGrill app is also iOS, Facebook integrated, so you can upload pictures of what you're cooking right to the iGrill Facebook page if you want to. The app also has a globe feature that shows you all of the other iGrillers around the world, not only next door, but around the world. You can also use the graph to monitor the speed at which your temperature is rising. Reference that to how quickly you're cooking. Make adjustments. Like I said, it's about 80 bucks MSRP, so you get free shipping on that coming up in October. As I said in the beginning, we will be doing a contest for a free iGrill unit. So stay tuned for that as well. But you want to go to the website right now, iGrillInc.com, and then use Central for everything you buy to get 15% off. That's promo code CENTRAL. For iGrill Inc. Uh, we're coming back to wrap the first hour. Stick around, we'll be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampy. All right, a uh, quick transition out here just so I can uh, meet the clock. Uh, second hour coming up. Big stuff planned. I'm going to get a new drink of water. I suggest you do the same. Uh, you are listening and watching the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central Networks. From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention? Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. 
fine. How's it going? <laughs> you have a great show. I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono, it's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? We ate fifty four wieners. Oh, listen, Lavernius, shake face. Yeah, I'm shaking like a dog. Shit, peach seeds. <laughs> We have top men working on it right now. Who's top men? All right, just like that, we are into the second hour, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show. If you're just uh, joining me for the second hour, or if you're just new to the show, it's called the Barbecue Central, folks. We do it once a week. 877-448-0433 is the phone number. You can also email greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. That's the way to get in touch with me. Uh, this is a show that talks about live fire cooking, barbecue, grilling, if you prefer to delineate between the two. It's your prerogative. We won't call you a snob too much. Maybe we might. You can find us Tuesdays at 9. We stream at OutdoorCookingChannel.com on video. We stream audio on my website through various apps on your smartphone. I suggest TuneIn Radio. Also, if you have a Roku at home, download the Outdoor Cooking Channel app, and you can get all of the archives of this show since we've been on OutdoorCookingChannel.com. And you can also watch the live stream from the comfort of your own couch on your big screen, flat LED, LCD, plasma. Do they even have plasma anymore? I don't know. But you can do it uh, a number of different ways. And then I want to make a point. If you are listening to this show, if you go on my, you know, the the Barbecue Central radio network is listed in iTunes. If you go launch iTunes on your computer, you go to radio and you go to talk. In the B's, it says Barbecue Central or BCRN or whatever it says. That streams, you know, you could go listen to the show live right now on iTunes radio if you wanted to. Here's the point I'm trying to make. If you're listening to this show any other time than between the hours of 9 and 11 on Tuesday nights and you hear a contest, don't enter. If you're listening to the show Friday at 6 a.m. in the morning and you're listening to the replays, because that's what they are, they're the whole replays of the whole year of 2013 so far, and you say, hey, uh, send me an email with such and such in the subject line. And I got like five of those this week. I just want to make sure that we understand that unless it's between Tuesdays, between 9 and 11 p.m. Eastern time, which is when the show was live, if you hear the show any other time than that, it's not live. Don't. Somebody has won. Trust me. Now, on the heels, in order for me to continue to be potentially contradictory, I want to make a big enough. Starting next Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the show expands to a new day plus one hour. Uh, for now, it's going to be the Barbecue Central show. It will air from 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, one hour. Uh, we already have some great things in the works. But I think the show has grown enough to where I can't get to everything I want to talk about in a week, and then sometimes things get left back because new things happen over the course of the week, and I don't have time to, to grab those things that I was hoping to cover during the regular two-hour show on Tuesdays. So I've been thinking about it for quite a while. Uh, my wife has actually been giving me a lot of encouragement to think about opening up 
uh, another hour or so of the show during the week at some point. And I thought, well, you know, Wednesday isn't too far removed from Tuesday. Uh, it's closer to the weekend. Uh, a lot of people don't leave for contests until, you know, Thursday, Friday. And then, and then I was like, well, you know, why not expand the horizon a little bit? So we add the new day, Wednesday. So October 2nd will be the first day of the expanded Barbecue Central show. It will still be at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It will run one hour, Eastern Standard, uh, 9 to 10. Recurring segment each and every week. Huge in publication. A big name, respected name, kind of a lightning rod. Some people like him. Most people like him. Some people don't really like him at all. But a vast amount of experience as somebody who has committed to give me one segment each week for the duration, and who knows how long it's going to I never thought this show would be live six years. Uh, but to start out, we're both very excited to do it. It's coming back large and in charge. Ask Dr. Barbecue. Ray Lampy will be in once a week, Wednesdays. Uh, right around the 9.10 to 9.14 hour, still not exactly sure how I'm going to structure the times for this new type of show, Wednesday. But we're going to have uh, Ask Dr. Barbecue. That's going to be the name of the segment. And conceptually, it's going to be either a bunch of questions that we've uh, garnered over the course of a week in between shows that we're just going to kind of answer together or, or mostly him. Or, and if I have a take on it, I'll, I'll give you my take. Or it might be some subjects that we are seeing getting brought up in chat rooms or being asked about on Facebook pages or Twitter feeds or whatever the case may be. And we're going to give our opinions and, and advice, uh, again, mostly Ray probably, on uh, ways to cook this or how to build a rub or how to secure sponsorships or building a business plan. Unfairly, I think that... This show, the Barbecue Central show, is pigeonholed by some as being only competition. Now, I think if you go back truthfully and look at the archives and see the guests, competition actually plays a recurring role in the show for sure. I mean, I need new content. A lot of competitions happening, especially this time of the year. So it's going to be a portion of what we focus on week in, week out. But I didn't want it to carry over. But it's, it's really not. If you, The overall is more just outdoor live fire cooking stuff. And sometimes not even about that at all. Like when we have uh, Jaws on, Joe Chestnut, talking about cramming 69 wieners down his throat. I just said that. Um, so both uh, myself and Ray thought it would be a great idea to expand this new hour uh, to be... Not competition-related for the most part. Uh, maybe getting in more manufacturers. Maybe getting in more celebrity chefs. Um, getting introduced to, to book authors and uh, not focus or not have it be as prevalent a part of the show as it is. And leave it for Tuesday. I mean, Tuesday we can competition up. We might even start to focus a little bit more on the competition side of things. Wednesday might grow into a two-hour show where we focus on uh, everything but competitions on Wednesdays and, and more competition stuff on Tuesdays. Who knows? But if you look at it from a, a try in a marketing sense, trying to grow the show, 
it might not make the most sense to just focus on the super niche of uh, the competitors. I mean, hey, I like talking competition, talking to the competitors and the pitmasters as much as the next, probably more than the next guy. Love picking the brains, asking those questions, and seeing how uh, each pitmaster changes things. So it might not be the worst departure with the new day of the show, Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, October 2nd, to have uh, the recurring guest, which is going to be great. I mean, nobody more respected in the industry, more successful in the industry, making a living at the barbecue thing than Ray Lampy. So uh, we'll revive Ask Dr. Barbecue. I believe there's a website, askdrbarbecue.com. I'm not sure exactly where that goes, but we're going to make use of that. So we're going to be fielding questions from people. We're going to be talking about topics of the day. But uh, that hour is not going to be reserved you know, specifically for competition stuff. Now, the big stuff, you know, we're going to hit it. You know, there's no doubt about probably next Tuesday, uh, next Wednesday when Ray's on, you know, we're probably going to be doing a little talking on the American Royal event because it's coming up that week. It's a huge event. I mean, you can't get around it. But Tuesday is going to be the show as it is, kind of sparsed around or whatever. And I might be moving some regulars, you know, over to, to Wednesday or moving some people that I thought would be better on Wednesdays. Into We'll see how it goes. Make a note. This show, starting Wednesday next week, expands 9 to 10. So now three hours over two days of the Barbecue Central show. With Ask Dr. Barbecue site. Are you kidding me? How great is that? 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Those are the two ways to get in touch with me. Uh, you can follow me on uh, Twitter at BBQ Central Show. You can also friend me on the Facebook. I'll friend you back. Swear to God. Uh, Facebook.com slash Greg dot Rempe, R-E-M-P-E. So there you go. That's right. Salvatore Pope Ritondo. Are you um, Italian by chance? I bet you are. Two days. So there's just a lot of stuff to talk about. I never thought in the very beginning, this is like a talk I would have, you know, February 7th or, or whenever when we started this show back in 2007 or something like that. I never thought the show would go six months, let alone almost six years. So, you know, we progress, we uh, leave options open, and uh, both Ray and I said, you know, we're going to allow this thing to morph out. Uh, I'll make a lot of posts about this over the course of the week through social media and various other venues uh, through the newsletter. Make sure that everybody is aware. So, you know, if it's something that uh, sounds like you might be on board with, tune in on Wednesdays, too. Don't tune in on Wednesdays if you don't want to. That's not going to be your cup of tea. You know, if it's not just going to be about the, if you're hanging by every competition hope that somebody's going to be on, you know, there you go. Look at the show tonight. Not overly competitive, I would say. I'm excited about doing the next show, uh, the, the uh, first show on Wednesday with the extra out. Hope you are, too. Let me talk to you for a few minutes about the longest-running sponsor of the show, the Barbecue Guru, located in Warminster, Pennsylvania. By the way, two sponsorship opportunities for those people that are looking to get on board with the show. You email me. I'll get you all the hookups. Uh, not familiar with how these little beauties work? I'm going to get into the minute details. Well, I'm really not. I'm not that smart. But imagine this, a product that allows you to set your pit temperature in one set. It keeps it running at that set temperature all the way through the cook. Sound too good to be true? It's not. This is real-life technology. You can take advantage of it today. Now, maybe you are a busy working professional. Or perhaps you're constantly on the run with kids doing errands and, quite frankly, just don't have the time to sit around and tend pit temperatures. I dig it. I'm with you. 
Barbecue Guru allows you to throw on a pork butt or two. Some briskets, a couple slabs of ribs. You're off to do whatever it is you need to get done. The Barbecue Guru maintains the pit temperature you set it at. Number of different models to choose from. Most popular ones right now, according to Barbecue Bob Trudnack from the Barbecue Guru, Hardy Q. Runs on AA batteries, completely self-sufficient. Set the temperature, and boom, there it goes. You can move it from cooker to cooker if you want. It's $129 for the point of entry. It's getting a facelift already, if you can believe it or not. That's $10 more for the Kamado-style cooker. So if you've got a big green egg or a Kamado Kamado or uh, a Smoky Joe or, you know, whatever, 10 bucks. 10 bucks extra for those. Everything else, 129 But, of course, the most popular one you see it on the competition circuits all the time, uh, they're making their way into the backyard quite prevalently now as well, is the CyberQ Wi-Fi. So if you have a hotspot in the house, if you have a network at the house, connect in, and then you can monitor the temperature from your phone or your smart device, uh, iPad, Galaxy tablet, netbook, whatever the case may be. You want to dial it down, make that adjustment right there on your phone. Don't get out of hey. You don't have to get out of bed to change your pit temperature or to monitor where your meat is at. All the better, right? Absolutely. Go to thebarbecueguru.com or call them 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU, and they'll get you outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. 800-288-GURU or thebbqguru.com. Barbecue Guru, a breakthrough in barbecue technology. Uh, we are back with Sam, the cooking guy, right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, we are back. 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQ Central Show, if you want to jump in. Uh, my next guest appears on this show fairly regularly, has his own video podcast, which airs new episodes Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Multiple time author, a new, uh, well, not new, sort of new, uh, weekly radio show that airs Sundays at 1 Eastern, 10 Pacific on 760 KFMB called Eat This on top of all that, a baker's dozen of Emmys in his closet, or perhaps proudly on his way. Uh, we race over the hotline and welcome friend of the show, Sam Zion, the cooking guy. Sam, how are you, man? I'm awesome, dude. How are you, Greg? Doing absolutely fabulous, Sam. Appreciate you uh, making time, as always, here for the show. Uh, number of things to get to, because it's been a little while since we've chatted it up, but uh, you know, I'm wondering. Yep. Had, had a little giveaway going on uh, today. Well, I just oh, don't think I haven't noticed. You you didn't the the, the pit barrel cooker giveaway. Absolutely. You know, I was just How do I get in on that? It's called uh, today. We were playing the game cheese or font. So I was <laughs> asking people would call in and I would say, hey, uh, you know, I would give them a name of something and they would have to guess cheese or font. You had to give two in a row. I don't have a pit barrel cooker that I can give you, but do you want to just play for fun anyway? Bring it on. Wait, can you see me? No, your your uh, camera shut off. What the hell happened? Wait, hold on. I don't know. Let me see if I can do this. Wait, I think I can fix this. Yeah. 
I, I don't like to not be seen. Hey, I, as somebody who loves to be seen, I can certainly appreciate and respect that. But you know, I'm clicking on the little video camera and it nothing's coming up. Eh. Great video uh, segment. Gosh. <laughs> Dude, I'm so sorry. Well, now I'm just a caller. No, yeah, well, that's all right. I got a, uh, luckily for me, I only have an extensive uh, picture yeah, portfolio. So uh, let me see here. Sam, 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 Sam. I'm just not happy call. about this. Here he is. Here's Sam right here. Skype. Why am I? I'm going to keep trying. You keep talking. I'm going to keep trying. All right. Now, can you see me? Yeah. You see, I can now I got you. you. It that's says the Sam, weird the cooking thing. guy. It says, just grill this. You can see that now, right? No, I got that. All right. Well, okay. I, I don't. I don't want that to be my representation. But I mean, what am I going to do? That's all yeah. I got. All right. Let's. Uh, why don't we try a little cheese or fine just to see how good you go. are? All right. Let okay. me give you the. Let me give you the proper introduction here. Yes, sir. Okay. Hold on. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's me, El Smokebo, and the Excellence in Barbecue Network. That's right. The EIB Network. And advanced barbecue studies. I am your professor. Let's play cheese or fun. All right. Now I'm the host. See how right, I. Do. So without you telling, I have to decide if what the name you give me is an actual cheese or the name of a font. Yeah, like a type font, like you would find uh, in I Word. I get it. Yeah, I think it's a genius game. All right, here we go. Uh, question. Here we go. Uh, here, here's your first option. You got to get two in a row to win. Yeah. Here we go. Doolin, cheese or font? Spell for me. D O O L I N. Doolin, cheese or font? Doolin. All right, I'm gonna go with um. Hmm. I'm gonna go with cheese. Correct. That is a cheese. Ah, oh, thank God. All right. Now I forgot to mention the most important part. You got to be answer like in five seconds. Oh, okay. I'm so. Well, I'm thinking about it a little bit. Yeah. Sorry for using my brain, but yeah, whatever. Okay, right. go ahead. Yeah, I, five seconds, that's long enough. All right, uh, for all the marbles. Yeah. Derby. Cheese or font? A uh, font. Oh, no. Damn it. No. I knew it was a cheese. No. Derby is a cheese. That's all right. So you can see how the uh, you can see how the game goes. Just figured it'd be fun. Dude, great game. Great game. Uh, Last week, it was a winery or rehab. This week, it was cheese or font. Next week, it's going to be athlete or porn star. (laughs) How about that? Uh, I'm down. All right. I love it. I love it. So uh, we're talking with Sam Zine. You can find him at thecookingguy.com. You can find his video webcast at thesamlivecast.com. And literally, by the way, on our livecast, you can actually see me. Yeah, like now. that's right. You can actually see him cooking right there in his kitchen with uh, a master chef in his own right, uh, Lin Chi. Lin Chi, who's, uh, who had his wedding this uh, past weekend. Look at this guy getting married, being on Master Chef. He's busy in all points. He's now a six foot five married guy. <laughs> well, that happens when you get married, and you're six foot five, I guess. I suppose it does. Last three times I've had you on, I, I've wanted to talk about this particular food. We've just never gotten to it because we get involved in other stuff like cheese or font games. Yeah, got you. Bring it on. Greek yogurt. I mean, all of a sudden, it's like I went to the grocery store or I would go to the big box, like the, the Sam's Clubs and stuff, 
and everything right. is Greek yogurt this, Greek yogurt that, almost to a point where I couldn't possibly find like a Danon regular yogurt. Is that something that you see on the West Coast yeah. as well? And like, what the hell? Uh, you know what? I'm sure you saw it here first on the West Coast because, or as we call ourselves, the left coast. Yeah. Uh, because think about it. We're uh, uber health conscious out here. And anything that can give us a reasonable amount of flavor uh, and be good for us is is a bonus. There's not too many things, you know, that can do that. You can't smoke anywhere. Drinking is is uh, looked down upon. Anything that's really delicious, people don't want to have. So when there's kind of this middle of the road, sort of half good for you, half still relatively tasty thing, it becomes like a new god out here in uh, California land. And, and that's exactly what happened with Greek yogurt. I went to the yogurt, the supermarket one day, and there was one Greek yogurt. And I went back the next day, and it was like it was a pack of rabbits, and there was thousands of different types of Greek yogurt. I don't know how it happened. So I guess in, in layman's terms, how does Greek yeah. yogurt compare to what I've always kind of grown up with? Well, here's the thing. You know, Greek yogurt uh, is, is thicker. It's richer. Uh, and, and you, you you could argue that it has a taste that's a little more that's less. Uh, I, I think it's a little less uh, sharp than some of the other yogurts. Can know? I let me uh, let me give my take on how it tastes? I call yep. it sour cream esque. That's exactly right. It's very close, and I would say that it it stands in uh, Greg for sour cream in a really great way. Look, for anybody that's that's listening, you know, my father used to use this expression. If you take care of the I'm going to I'm going to hope I don't screw it up. The nickels and the pennies, the dollars will take care of themselves. You know what that means? Yeah, of course. Right. So it's kind of the same thing for anybody that's listening, that's trying to be either health conscious or lose some pounds. If you're looking for one thing that's going to drop 20 pounds off your body, it's probably not going to happen. It's going to be in the small changes that you make. And switching from sour cream to Greek yogurt, especially the non-fat Greek yogurt, is a really delicious, still, and intelligent way to do this. Uh, Here's all you need to know. A cup of sour cream has nearly 500 calories in it. Wow. A cup of non-fat Greek yogurt, which really has the same body consistency and nearly the same flavor, has about 150 calories. Wow. Right? It's 300 calories difference. Plus, it's amazing. And it can be used in so many swap outs. Like a baked potato with the sour cream is delicious. Baked potato with the non-fat Greek yogurt, still rich, still creamy, still delicious, I would guess that most people wouldn't notice the difference. So why not make a change if you're not going to notice the difference? The one thing that I recall kind of growing, and I've gotten away from yogurt a little bit now that the, the Greek yeah. yogurt has hit the market, I've actually started to eat it again to be a little bit yes. more health conscious, get that good bacteria in my guts. You know, right, right. growing up, you get the Danon with the fruit on the bottom and, you know, sweet. And I think I ate a lot of it because it was kind of sweet. and Too, too sweet for me, by the way. Yeah. Here, so here's the thing. I found 
that when you're eating the Greek yogurt with the fruit, and I particularly like pineapple and uh, blueberry, yeah, that, yeah. that sharpness of the Greek-style yogurt really plays well with the fruit that's inside of it much better than its older Does, counterpart. Doesn't it? Oh, for sure. I mean, think about it. When it comes to cooking, I say that opposites attract, and that means sweet and sour and crispy and you know soft and hot and cold, that kind of stuff. Same thing with the Greek yogurt. It's a really good observation. You've got a good palate, bro. I, I like that you, you say these things and you recognize this stuff. But so I like the I, I like the the idea of the fruit on the bottom, but I don't like their fruit because it's too much and I find it's too sweet. So what I do is I take some Greek yogurt, I add a spoonful or two of apricot jam. That's that's my thing because I, it's not quite as sweet as like the strawberry and the raspberry. Yep. It's got a little a little sharpness to it still. But it's got the sweet. And then I add some nuts. And I find that to be a very good breakfast. I mean, I feel like sometimes I need to add like some whole wheat toast to it. And I know this is a barbecue show. And I know the general sort of diet of this kind of food theme. But I would say these are the kind of changes you can make. So you don't have to feel guilty about having pulled pork at night or the ribs or the brisket or that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's funny because I was just talking about I'm going to be next Wednesday. I'm starting a new night of the show. We're adding, you know, one hour. So it'll be a three-hour show over the course of two days. Congratulations. I want to make sure that, you know, it's not the show. It's kind of like your show. It's a cooking show, but not always about cooking. This is a barbecue show, but not always about barbecue and grilling. And, you know, that's especially why I like to have you on to get those uh, out-of-the-box takes and more the in-the-kitchen style views and advice and all this other stuff. One of those things. Yeah, go. Sorry, go ahead. No, go. I was going to say, you know what? Look, I'm 54, I think. Yes, I'm now 54. And I don't care what you think about. I don't know how old people are that listen, but in your 20s and 30s, pretty much it's like do what you want, you know? Yeah. You're kind of invincible and you can drink all you want and you smoke all you want and you can eat all you want. But it starts to creep up. And there's a point when you have to say, damn, putting everything into me that I want doesn't work anymore. Because now I'm starting to get a gut or I'm starting to breathe bad or whatever mm-hmm. it is. So there's, there has to be some kind of trade-off. And I'm not saying yogurt 24 <laughs> 7 i'm just saying you know you have to put some good in with the bad to balance all of this stuff out and and uh, introducing like a reasonably healthy breakfast but today here my breakfast today was a was a bowl of yogurt non-fat greek yogurt with some uh crunchy uh, oats and stuff like yeah. you know whatever granola kind of stuff on it and a soft boiled egg with a with a piece of whole wheat toast, completely satisfying, really delicious. Soft boiled eggs are like one of God's great gifts. I mean, I, I can't get enough of them. I try not to eat too many, but you know, four for me, perfect four and a half minute soft boiled egg is is almost heaven in a bowl, especially with a good piece of like mm. really seedy kind of yeah. toast with it. Absolutely, uh, we're talking yeah. with Sam Zion, by the way. Uh, Sam, the cooking guy. You can find him thecookingguy.com. Or the Sam Livecast, which is the SamLivecast.com. Let me ask you another thing. 
kind of yeah. in a, a similar vein, butter, margarine. Uh, yes. I believe my grandfather used to call it oleo, uh, sweet right. cream. Uh, you yes. know, many versions of this thing. Yes. Butter. So, like, is butter really butter? Is it also margarine? And is it like term barbecue and grilling for people? No, it's not. Um, butter is butter. Margarine is bullshit. <laughs> Look, it, I, I think if you're using it, that's not that's not a compromise, uh, Greg. I'm prepared to make butter. You're using it for the flavor. I mean, yes, you're using it for its um, its lubrication for whatever it is you're cooking. You put some onions in a pan. You put some butter in. Or yes, you could use margarine, but margarine has a definite taste. I'm not prepared to go down the margarine route. Is butter, I use butter. Is, is butter better? It, look, in the overall sense, is butter better yeah. for you to consume? Then? I don't know. I suppose calorie-wise, fat-wise, butter has more than margarine does. But it's, an in, it's not that great a difference that I'm prepared to do that. It's not the difference between sour cream and non, non-fat Greek yogurt for me. I don't want that weird taste. And margarine, to me, definitely has a taste. And I'm a food guy, and I'm all about the way things taste. And if I want to cook some, whatever, asparagus in a pan and finish them off, I'm going to use butter. Margarine doesn't cut it. I mean, often, I use olive oil. And butter together. Mm. And I use a little bit of butter for the taste, a little bit, and I use a little bit of olive oil to keep the butter from burning. It kind of helps it along the way a little bit. Yep. But I'm not going to use, no, that, that, I can't do that, dude. That's just wrong. We got about four minutes left. Uh, maybe yeah. some of your most favorite recipes that uh, either A, you've been working on uh, or that you are really enjoying right now as uh, summer winds up, well, at least out here and uh, as we head in the fall. You can see I'm wearing a freaking sweatshirt, right? Yeah, what's go- I mean, shoot, what's going on there? What, 50, tell me temperature right now. It's 52 degrees right now. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not that, I mean, it's not that far away here. We're probably 60... It's probably still 68 right now, so... Yeah, but we're not going to see 68 anymore. <laughs> You're not seeing it ever again. <laughs> you know what? So lately, um, what have I been eating? Uh, let's see. I'm always a fan of eggs. I've been doing some meatloaf reruns lately. I don't mean reruns. I mean, like, make a meatloaf and then make stuff out of it. Like what? Well, okay, so there's a, there's a Mexican meatloaf on my website. Uh, and you can go cookingguy.com, Mexican meatloaf in the recipe section. And it's turkey, uh, sorry, it's it's beef and pork uh, together. Uh, and the usual things, there's some eggs in it. I mean, there's some diced green chilies and blah, 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 whatever inside it. The topping is the special part. I think it's ketchup, it's chipotle, diced chipotle peppers and apricot jam mixed together. Sweet, oh, wow. spicy, delicious on top. But so you make a meatloaf today, and tonight you have meatloaf and mashed potatoes, or I like cauliflower mash, which is super delicious. Most people would never know. Healthier for you. That's one of the swaps that you can make that are completely acceptable. And I don't want people thinking that I'm a health food freak kind of guy because I'm not. But right. but cauliflower mash is one of those super delicious things that 
that you wouldn't know and is better and just really still great. How okay? So uh, we love roasted cauliflower here in this house. Yes. So tell me about uh, tell me about cauliflower mash. Okay. So simply, just take a bunch of it. You cut it into little florets. Yep. Uh, and steam it till it's soft enough that you can poke a fork or a knife through it, and it's like a hot knife through butter, right? Yep. It goes into a processor, kosher salt, pepper, little olive oil, some cream, a little Parmesan cheese grated, and done. (laughs) I'm telling you, it's ridiculously good. And underneath a piece of meatloaf, underneath some chicken, underneath a little filet that you've grilled beautifully. You wouldn't know the difference. In fact, you might actually say this is tastier than the regular mashed potatoes you make, and then whoever makes them is going to go, well, they're actually not mashed potatoes. They're it's cauliflower. Don't look at it like it's a healthy alternative. Look at it like it's a delicious alternative. Absolutely. That's the way to go. And I think that's where most of the health things fall down is – they push the health side too much, and, and people forget that they're actually some of these things actually taste really good. But so we make a meatloaf one night, and then the rest of the week, it can become part of an omelet in a really delicious sort of way. I make pasta sauce. Call it spaghetti sauce. Call it pasta sauce, whatever you want. I mean, think about it. You take some ground beef, you put it in a pan, and you brown it, and then you add tomato sauce, tomato paste, some garlic, some onion, that kind of thing, right? Yep. Well, I've already gotten halfway there by making a meatloaf. So really all you have to do is crumble it into a pan and then add some onion and garlic with it. And then a little pasta, I mean, a little uh, tomato paste or sauce, and you're fine. We made a pizza. There's a pizza uh, that we did last week on the live cast. It was pesto on top of a pizza crust. And then the crumbled meatloaf, and then uh, slices of fresh mozzarella over the top of it. Oof. And then I, I baked it. It was ridiculously good. So cook once, eat a bunch of times is, is really how we've liked to do things lately. We're very happy with that. We're talking with uh, Sam Zion. You know him as Sam the Cooking Guy. You can find him at thecookingguy.com, also the samlivecast.com. And, of course, 760KFMB uh, on the Internet. That's 760KFMB.com. You can check out his radio show, Eat This. Sam, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks for coming out. Dude, I'm always happy to be here. There he is. Have fun tonight. Thank you. you. My man, Sam Zion. Again, his website's thecookingguy.com and thesamlivecast.com if you want to uh, check him out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey. Like I said, you know, we're not always talking about barbecue and grilling. We don't always eat that. Some of you might. That's why uh, some of you. The trusted online retailer of this show, Fred Bernardo of Tasty Licks Barbecue Supply, he will be on the show next week. Lots to talk about with Fred, so looking forward to that. Maybe he'll uh, make a new song. You remember the legend of Barbecue One and uh, Dirty Chicken, I think it was. Dirty Chicken. Tasty Licks is carrying a number of new products. We're going to talk about those in depth next week. 
with the likes of Kamado Joe cookers, the Meadow Creek cookers, spices, sauces, accessories, items that are ready to ship to you directly. They're in stock. Oak Ridge Brines and Rubs. Plowboys Rubs and Sauces. How about Smoke on Wheels products? Fred's got them ready to ship to you. Of course, you know by now that Tasty Licks is your big green egg headquarters as well, including many items for the egg you just can't get anywhere else. They're made especially for Tasty Licks barbecue supply. These items are in stock, and they are ready to go. Also, Tasty Licks barbecue supply now carrying Harry Sue's Chicken Rub, the same one that won them a bunch of grand championships last year and the title of Team of the Year in Chicken category for KCBS. The Big Hitters and Injection, Butcher Barbecue, Cosmos Q, Barbecue Guru, their associated accessories. Fred teaches a bunch of classes as well, right there in his location in Chillington, Pennsylvania. And teams, don't forget, Tasty Licks, your competition headquarters as well. All supplies for competition teams, pans of different sizes, aluminum trays, gloves, thermometers, turning boxes. Make it your one-stop shop. I make it mine. TastyLicksBBQ.com, the place to go. So head on over there right now. Enjoy the videos that Fred puts up on his page. Very teacher-friendly, but very funny. Very fun to watch. And don't forget that Tasty Licks has their own lines of rubs and sauces that they make as well. Got to try those. When you order, drop Fred a line that you heard about him on this show. Let him know that you appreciate the support of this show and that you are going to appreciate him back by buying from him. TastyLicksBBQ.com. That's TastyLicksBBQ.com. Robin Lindars out of the break. Stick around. All right, we're going to do a quick giveaway. $20 gift certificate from uh, Rich Parker and the gang over at Barbecue Superstore, thebbqsuperstore.com. Don't forget to note the new amount. The new amount. That's right. 20 bucks. Send me an email. Subject line, Sam the Cooking Guy. Sam the Cooking Guy. For your chance to win a $20 gift certificate to the Barbecue Superstore. Good luck. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Wow, that was quick. Good news is we got a winner. Kevin Berg wins. The $20 gift certificate. Kevin Bird. Wow, look at that dude's fat fingers must have been resting on that keyboard like Tom's Thumbs Blues. What does that even mean, Tom's Thumbs Blues? We got one more giveaway also uh, coming up out of the break after we uh, chat with my next guest, a monthly contributor to the show. You would uh, know her from her work called GrillGirl.com. A very uh, fun and exciting food block. Let's race over to the hotline and grab Robin Lindo. Robin, how are you? Good. Always appreciate the time that you're giving to the show here, Robin. A little late. I apologize. Talking about uh, non-fat Greek yogurt, evidently, you know, some people have an issue with that in the chat. They don't want to be healthy. I'm all about being healthy, Greg. That's kind of like what I'm into these days. All right. So we got a lot of stuff to talk about. And uh, let's jump right into it. One of this... It kind of, like uh, 
when I first saw this cookbook club, you know, I immediately take the cook out of it, and I see okay. I see club I see book club, and I become very high anxiety because I don't like to read at all. So tell me about this uh, cookbook club thing that you've started. Okay, and can you hear me okay? Because I feel like there's a little delay on my computer. Yeah, I can hear you just fine. Okay, cool. Um, So the cookbook club. So if you think about your average book club, you know, you've got ladies. Maybe they're like, oh, this month we're going to do Fifty Shades of Grey or whatever it may be. Um, You get together, you drink wine, you talk about the book. But, you know, for people like us, Greg, I don't read as many regular books as I might read cookbooks. You know, before I go to bed at night, I'm like leafing through chart and scruffed, right? So, um, and, and being real girl and, and my, through my blog and everything, I've actually gotten the opportunity to meet some really cool foodies in South Florida. So I decided to kind of do something different and I created what's called the cookbook club. And so the premise of the club is that, um, everyone, so it's like a potluck actually. So everyone makes a dish from a cookbook that they want to talk about and introduce to other people right. and you bring it, you know, to the, the little gathering and, and basically, you know, we, we all get a chance to try something new, learn about different cooking techniques, you know, be together, drink wine. And, and really the whole goal is to, especially for myself is to explore my creative boundaries and get out of my, um, cooking, my cooking comfort zone, if you will. Um, kind of how you were talking about, you know, even though your show, Barbecue Central, is obviously about barbecue and grilling, you know, the more you can learn about food is going to make you a better cook, which can be applied to all aspects of your culinary life. You know, everything that you learn about just basic food principles can be applied to barbecue, you know. So um, so this cookbook club, um, it was with my friend Julia, who's, you know, like on the board of directors for the Southern Food and Beverage Museum. She's actually the one that I was telling you about that introduced me to Stephen Reichlin. She's a, she's just a smart older lady. And then another friend of mine that I've met through my grilling clinics. And then another friend of mine that I've met through, um, you know, doing some stuff around here. So um, I actually introduced um, Seven Fires by Francis Mallman, which is interesting because this is the cookbook that John Dawson gave to me as um, a wedding gift about three years ago because I, um, well, I got married three years ago and Scott and I went on our honeymoon in Argentina. And this book is all about Argentinian style grilling. And what's nice about having the opportunity to kind of present a dish, you know, to other people is that, you know, it kind of forced me to get, again, out of my cooking comfort zone, because think about how many cookbooks you might have on the shelf, but, you know, how many times you actually make a recipe out of them. So um, this really gave me the opportunity to start really exploring more Argentinian style concepts and even adapting it more to my grilling style. Um, you know, the Argentinian style, they have what's called the perea, which is essentially, um, you know, grates over a hot fire. And then Francis Malman cooks um, on what's called a chapa, which is like that metal thing, kind of like a big, like a big, massive uh, griddle, you know, over this hot live fire. And, um, you know, a lot of his recipes are, are made cooked on the chapa, but you can adapt it cooking on a cast iron skillet or a griddle on your grill. And um, so anyway, the, the idea is that it's just really all about expanding your boundaries and learning more and becoming a better cook while having fun with your friends and drinking wine, if you will. Yeah, I mean, that's always uh, a good time in my book. Um 
I have a picture of this guy cooking on top of this. I forget what the name of it was, but like the the the, the flat top, and he's got all these logs and stuff underneath it that are uh, cooking. I mean, it looks pretty intense. Right, right, and you know, and what's cool about this is this is the kind of way they cook. It well, obviously in Argentina they serve you massive amounts of meat wherever you go, and it's called the perilla, which is a grill. Um, but there's also like, they have this whole method of cooking called the asador, right? Where it's, it's kind of like, uh, cooking on a spit where you have like a whole animal that you butterfly and, and fasten with wires. And, um, what I cooked for the club was actually like a roasted squash salad, which his original recipe was to take a whole pumpkin and, and do it, um, in what's called riscaldo, where you actually take the pumpkin and roast it in the ashes and embers of the, of the, you know, live fire. And so um, I don't even have a grill big enough to do that, let alone with a pumpkin in my backyard. So I roast it in the oven, you know, but um, I think the next thing I want to try is doing it in my fire pit. So it was just, it was just a cool way to experience um, new things. Like a friend of mine, she was Swedish and she made um, Swedish pancakes from a cookbook that's actually given to every person um, that's a citizen of Sweden. The government actually gives you this like kind of official cookbook with history of um, you know, Swedish cooking and a lot of the restaurants in um, Stockholm. And it was just a, a really good, fun time. And, and I feel like um, being a good cook is all about kind of learning new things. Like my, my uh, friend, Julia, told me about Pedrome peppers. I'm a, a huge kind of chili head. And so that's something I'm trying to learn more about. They're supposed to be the, uh, like, you know, kind of the, the sought after Spanish style um, peppers that are really um, popular and like tapas. And supposedly, you know, there's um, what's called pepper roulette, like out of every bunch, though it's not a spicy pepper, you'll get a spicy one. So it's just, you know, it's just fun to kind of incorporate new things in your grilling style. All right. So you sent me a bunch of pictures. I saw the one, I mean, I just posted to the guy cooking all over the, the fire and whatever protein it looked like he was cooking but what are some of these other pictures that you sent me and maybe you can tell a little story about each one so so the one okay you put it up and i'll tell you what it is all right hold on one second let me get to picture number two yeah, i tell you what to do and then of course you know i'm not rob I'm, I'm asleep at the switch all right so look this is cute on many different levels okay so this is a pretzel dog with a dog in the back so that's my dog Haley. but um so, you know, obviously it's tailgating season and, and really what's cool is, you know, even for me as a blogger, I see traffic go down because gr people that aren't as fanatical as us, Greg, you know, obviously, um, grilling is very seasonal, but grilling is a huge component of tailgating. And so anyway, um, as you've seen, um, pretzels are kind of making a comeback. Like everywhere you, you, you go, it's like pretzel bread. Yeah. Um, the pretzel, pretzel, this, pretzel that pretzel bun, uh, the pretzel bun industry has seen a renaissance. The likes I have never seen before in my life. It's, it's weird. I don't know where it came from, but I'm a big fan of, oh, of pretzels. They're and, good. Hey, you know, pretzels go great with beer, right? Yes. <laughs> beer goes good with beer too, by the way. What goes well with beer? Beer goes good with beer. beer. Right. Yeah. No doubt. Just beer. Did you, speaking of which, I have a really good article written by, um, Blake Markham on my site right now about the the best craft beers to tailgate with. And he's like a total beer snob. And he's also um, on the uh, Sweet Swine of Mine team. So he he knows a lot about um, barbecue and beer in general. So it's a, it's a good article. You guys should check it out. But anyway, so that is a, a pretzel dog. Um, 
So pretzels are such so popular right now that I found this at the deli of my grocery store at Publix. So um, this is just kind of a fun way to kind of amp up, uh, make your, your tailgate a little more gourmet. Um, it's not like you have to bake the pretzel bread yourself. I paired it with um, Italian sausage. So this is Italian sausage dog nestled in um, melted provolone cheese with a little spicy mustard. So it's a little bit of a different twist on your average, um, you know, wiener hot dog. Yeah, it looks. I mean, it looks great. And then, of course, the, the picture of the dog in the back is even better. Well, All thank right. you. Uh, now, I'm going to take a stab at this. Is this polenta? This is grilled polenta. Oh, so, yeah. so this is just, you know, another idea for tailgating. Um, polenta is easy because you can buy it on those tubes in yeah. the grocery store. Yeah. And it's not like you really have to do much. You can take it to the tailgate, slice it up right there, and it grills up. It's like, I remember I had a friend call it um, like manna from heaven, right? Like it's so easy and it's so tasty and you just drizzle it with a little olive oil when it, um, like before you throw it on the, the, on the direct side of the grill, as you can see. Um, but it's also n not just good by itself, but it's great as the vehicle for other things, right? Fresh herbs, um, tomato sauce with some fresh grated parm, some goat cheese, um, Italian sausage. I mean, it's kind of the sky's the limit. So this is a fun thing to bring to a tailgate. That's a little bit more exciting than your average, you know, um, seven layer bean dip and, you know, uh, what do they call it? Texas caviar, you know, your average spinach dip that people are going to bring. Let me ask you a question because I did get a tube of this one time and you know what? It, I have to say it turned out horrifically average, okay. but maybe I didn't do it right. So like, what's the actual process? You get it out of the tube, you cut it down into your hockey pucks and then what's the stage from there? How do you set your fire? What are you doing preparatory wise to it? And are you seasoning it during the cook and how long are you cooking? Give me all the good stuff. Okay. I do. I'll grill it on direct. Um, I'll coat the grill with a little, uh, like canola oil so it won't stick and I'll coat the, I'll slice the polenta. Um, sometimes I'll buy the flavored ones or like garlic or sun-dried tomato. If they're not one of the flavored ones, I'd probably add some sea salt and maybe even some smoked pepper, um, or smoked paprika for a little extra flavor. Definitely some, a little salt. Um, and then throw it on the grill. And then, you know, even while you're on the grill, maybe add some fresh herbs, um, Flip it, you know, you. it's always all about obtaining the right char marks. I'd say about five minutes each side if, if you're, um, you know, direct around 350 degrees. Well, I mean, it looks uh, it looks great, no doubt about it. I mean, that, that picture there says a mouthful, especially those couple ones on the exterior that look like uh, almost like sugar cookies. I mean, they look, oh, just delicious. Well, the, the photo could be better, but you were starting to get in the time of year where you start running out of light, unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so <laughs> All right, so uh, I imagine this is just another shot of the, the pretzel bun. Well, you can see the cheese coming over the top of that pretzel bread. I mean, that looks spectacular. Up close wiener, yep. <laughs> then, more, just more more tailgating ideas. Yeah. So this is the roasted acorn squash. Um, this is the adaptation of Francis Malman's recipe. Um, some of the recipes I was trying from his cookbook. Um, so where he did it, Rescaldo, and I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that in the correct Spanish way, which means, you know, he would roast the whole pumpkin in hot embers and ash. Yeah. Um, and then what's cool is in the book, he serves the pumpkin as the serving dish itself. So, you know, once, once the pumpkin itself or whatever you're going to use kind of in the pumpkin squash family, I found acorn squash cause that's what's, in, you know, that's what I can find. Um, plus a small pumpkin that's just, you know, I don't know how long that would have tasted taken to roast. 
Um, but anyway, the idea is that, you know, you get it to internal temperature of 150 and then you serve the, the squash itself as its own serving container. And I paired it with arugula and goat cheese. And then, um, he just had it as a salad and I added also grilled Italian sausage. Yeah. I mean, the sausage looks like it adds a whole new dimension on there. And then the arugula kind of adds that nice, uh, kind of peppery kick to a, you know, over the top of a, what would be a, like maybe a regular romaine or even an iceberg lettuce. Right, right. Well, I, I'm not a big iceberg fan, but yeah, absolutely. Arugula is like, it's just the bomb. I probably eat way more arugula than your average person. But yeah, the Italian sausage takes it from being a salad into like an actual like meal, you know. Hey, Robin, guess who else is an a iceberg fan? Who? The Titanic. Thank you. If you're here all week, be sure to tip Don Dawson on the way out. Um, what other like gourmet tailgating recipes, uh, do you have or suggestions you could give for people that are heading out to the collegiate games or the, the pro football games this coming weekend? Um, I actually did a video for this last year. I should send you the link. I actually have a shed shirt that says like, you know, nice rack. Cause it's the only shirt I have that's orange to wear to a UM game, but I actually did breakfast burritos cause it was an earlier game and they go really well with, um, Bloody Marys and you know you can even buy those pre-done little uh like egg beater packages yep. where yep. they already have the peppers and everything mixed in so all you have to do is as long as you have a grill show up with your cast iron skillet um you know bring a bag of tortillas a bag of cheese and maybe some cilantro and some mm. hot sauce and you're good to go and it's a great thing to have for for those earlier um games isn't cilantro something that people should really really keep in their refrigerator or grow it you know wild in their uh, herb gardens like all the time it's it's really an outstanding compliment to a lot of stuff i love cilantro I love um i think it adds nice it's just instead of lettuce for tacos i just add a big bunch of, of fresh cilantro Oof. um i went to a friend's house the other night like a, someone i met in the neighborhood and i made this really kick-ass smoked shrimp salad that was on my um site where i smoked the shrimp on my big green egg and then put it into like a light salad and it had lime juice and cilantro and um you know peppers it was really pretty and colorful and i get there and the girl's like i we don't like cilantro and oh. i just felt like are you freaking kidding me you don't like cilantro i'm not sure if we could be friends yeah exactly <laughs> all right uh before i let you go robin i've been playing a game all night to win a free pit barrel cooker now we already have the winner for that Okay. However, we already have one anyway, and it's fabulous. I love it. I right. want to do a Wagyu um, brisket on it in a couple of weeks. Ooh, very, uh, very risky of you. I wish you nothing but the yeah. good luck on that. You I know. To... Well, it was via John Dawson and I guess Meathead and someone else who opened my eyes to the fact that they could do a brisket in much less time. Yeah. So I want to try it out because we all know that I'm impatient and I'll have to drink at least a six pack to, to smoke <laughs> an entire brisket, right? All right so. Exactly. All right. So I developed a game called the cheese or font. Do you want to give it a try and see how well you know your cheese or your type font? Yes. All right. Here we go. Oh, hold on. I got to get to my, uh, uh, oh, what did I do with it? Damn it. I don't have it. All right. We'll have to forego the music. I love fonts. We'll, we'll have to forego the music. Here we go. All right. Um, first one. Orla. Cheese or font? Would you say Orla? Orla. Cheese or font? Um, can I have a spelling, Greg? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> O-R-L-A. Like, can the spelling bee get it? Um, Orla. 
I want to say that's a font, like a cursive font. Oh, no! No. We suck again! Sorry. It's a, it's a cheese, Orla. What kind of cheese? Like, I what family? Look, I don't know. I just go through and I, you know, write down 20 different cheeses and 20 different fonts. And as you can see, I do it right here. There's one okay. and there's the other. And then if people guess it wrong, I make the weird sounds and then they feel all very embarrassed. And there you go. So... You know. I'm embarrassed. I should know my cheese. I am yeah. Lando Lake's girl, but that's primarily <laughs> Lando Lake's cheese. So. Hey, brush up on the cheese. Uh, regardless, uh, also head on over to grillgirl.com and check out what Robin's up to. That's G-R-I-L-L. And then G-R-R-L.com. G-R-R-R-L. Grillgirl.com. Robin, always appreciate the time, and uh, we'll look for you again next month. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Yay. Go tailgating season. Thanks yeah. for the time, Greg. You got it. <laughs> There she is. Oh, that's the wrong thing there. Jeez. I forget I always have to switch over to the other uh, thing. Uh, we got a contest coming up out of the break. Last one. Uh, sweet Smoke Q Juice. If you didn't win the Pit Barrel Cooker, you could win Sweet Smoke Q Juice. Stephen DeFranco, a longtime supporter of this show, is here to tell you that, uh, you know, don't... Uh, what the hell happened to my camera? There we go. Got all frozen and freaked out at the same time. You know, don't get uh, taken is really what we're trying to say here, folks. You don't want to be messing around with, you know, these stores that are only concerned with the bottom line and making sure that they talk you into stuff. That, like I said last week, don't be messing around with those people. Talk with Steve. Him or his trained staff is there to help you kind of guide they're just along for the ride providing expertise some insight answering the questions you might have not there to sell you into anything that's not that kind of a shop no sales people just experts ready to lend their advice as you need it a lot of things are big purchases you know maybe you're thinking about pulling the trigger and getting engaged to your uh, girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever the case may be you know it's a lot of money you want to make sure that you're spending it wisely you're getting the most bang for your buck and you're getting what you want conveying the message in your heart through the material object of jewelry. Steven's going to help you do that. You visit him at online, stephendefranco.com. Call him 440-943-2700. He will be right back. All right, a bottle of Sweet Smoke Q juice, graciously donated by Jim Elser, pitmaster of Sweet Smoke Q, the website Sweet Smoke, and then the letter Q.com, SweetSmokeQ.com. Uh, you send me an email in the subject line, Robin Lindar's Grill Girl. Spell it like she spells her website. Spell her last name right. And you can win a bottle of Sweet Smoke Q juice. Again, the website Sweet Smoke Q, the letter Q, SweetSmokeQ.com for your chance to win Jim Elser's Sweet Smoke Q juice. Good luck. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, thanks to uh, Robin Lindar for coming on last segment. Uh, Patrick, I believe she said she got like a miniature pumpkin. And did it that. Maybe she did it in the oven. I forget. 
Robin's still in the chat room. Tell her how Patrick's very concerned that you said you didn't have something big enough to do a pumpkin, and, and now you did. Oh, oh sorry. Acorn squash. That would She does have a grill big enough to do acorn squash on the ember. Patrick, you can rest easily this evening. Still looking for the winner for Sweet Smoke Q Juice. Robin Lindar's Grill Girl. You can win a bottle of Sweet Smoke Q. Just that easy. Don't forget, next week uh, we will be wrapping up the third and final week of the Pit Barrel Cooker Giveaway. This week was Cheese and Font, or Font. Last week was Winery or Rehab. Uh, next week, brush up on both athletes and porn stars because we're going to be doing athletes or porn stars. Boom. There you go. Thanks to Noah Glanville and the folks over at pitbarrelcooker.com. That's pitbarrelcooker.com. And we do have a winner. Mm. It's M. M. Boger. Let me click in here and see if he's got a, a real name. M. Boger. Well... There's a very good chance I'm saying your last name wrong. So uh, M-B-O-U-G-H-E-R-M, Bower, Bauer? Could be Bauer, right? Matthew Boger? Bauer. Bahauer. Boher. I don't know. You win, Matthew. Send me your shipping info, and I'll get it over to Jim. You'll get your uh, sweet smoke Q juice. Matthew, wait, wait. I've figured out how to say it. I've looked at it. No help from the audience. No names, please. Matthew Booer. I'm good. I can figure out last names. Everybody has trouble with my last name. I don't want to, you know, offend anybody with their last name. Good job, Matt. Send me your uh, shipping info. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. All the way back in the first hour, it was the Larry and Barry Show. Barry Martin, Larry Gain. Welcome to thecookout.com, also embersandflame.com, respectively. Jeff won the pit barrel cooker during the third segment. And then uh, second hour, Sam Zion, Sam the Cooking Guy, thecookingguy.com. Patrick, I didn't hang up on you. I asked, hello, hello, and you sat there like a dolt. If I come to you, be ready. You're not ready. You get hung up on me. That's just the way it is. You got next week. Uh, the same livecast.com for his uh, webcast three times a week, and then we close the show with Robin Lindar's Grill Girl GrillGirl.com. That's G R R R L GrillGirl.com. Uh, don't forget, we're adding a new night to the show Wednesday next week from nine to ten p.m. Eastern Standard Time. A new night, an additional night of the Barbecue Central Show. Look forward to that. Ask Dr. Barbecue will be in tow. Plus, Mitch Sonati of American Smoke, that documentary we talked about months ago, is getting ready to drop. We'll have a free copy for you on Wednesday to win. Uh, September 11, 2001. I will never forget. Till next Tuesday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Reppy. Good night now.